Hey there, welcome to a special week in the life of our uh, of this this podcast, Coffee with Alan. Um, so I wanted to do, I'm a little behind, I wanted to do a broadcast every day and uh, just be able to talk through, uh, this is what's known as Holy Week. So this is the week leading up to uh, the crucifixion and then uh, and burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus that we celebrate on Sunday, known as Easter uh, or Resurrection Day. Um, and so I wanted to, uh, to, to give a daily devotional, kind of daily, daily reading, daily uh, encouragement as we make our way through this, uh, through Holy Week. Uh, and so uh, yesterday's, uh, which we missed, um, didn't get a chance to get that one done. But uh, yesterday, um, so just to give you a little bit of background on, um, you know, on the, 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 you know, the, the week, the whole, why it's called Holy Week. Uh, is because um, you know, Matthew and Luke both record these different instances. Especially Matthew uh, seems to um, uh, seems to indicate uh, that you know that Jesus was there. You know, Jesus kind of came into town, or, you know, came into the area. Uh, he came from, made his way from Galilee down to uh, Jerusalem. But he, you know, so he ended up, you know, there. Uh, by the beginning of the week, and then he would stay out of town in a little town called Bethany, uh, to the east uh, of Jerusalem itself, and so uh, he kept would you know would come back every day into the temple, um, and different things would happen like you know the the fig tree, you know the cursing of the fig tree, and different things along the way, and on the way back, um, and uh, and and so it seems to indicate that Jesus was there for about a week and would go, you know, come into town in, into Jerusalem, into the temple and start teaching and doing different things around the city. And then he would leave every evening and come back to uh, Bethany and stay there that night, probably most likely in the house of Lazarus um, that he raised from the dead. And, uh, and so, cause you know, he came in Jerusalem with him and, you know, as a proclamation that Jesus had raised him from the dead, um, in uh, toward the end of uh, I think it's um, John chapter twelve, and uh, and so e- each one of the the holy day occurrences, you know, one of, you know each daily uh, devotion uh, throughout the day, you know, throughout Holy Week is what they believe is the next day, the next day, the next you know Matthew following Matthew in different instances in Luke, and uh, so there's specifically the, I know the I know the CSB came out with a devotional uh, you can look up um, actually just if you just Google search you know if or not Google if you just search uh, Holy Week devotional readings uh, where the very first one that pops up is the CSB there's a CSB devo, you know, study Bible you know you, you know get the CSB Bible you know and uh, or the app on your on your iPad or phone the very first one is a holy day you know daily devotional and uh, so it has readings in the book of Matthew different readings uh, throughout the book of Matthew um, and so and the one I found was is, is one uh, from the life.com is really neat and so this one's following uh, <coughs> excuse me Luke and uh, has different readings, and so um, it seems like both of them have Monday as as the day where Jesus goes into the temple and cleanses the temple. And I wanted to just kind of talk a little bit about that. So, um, if you if you know if you know anything about the the you know the clearing the cleansing of the temple, um, I'll just go and read it. So uh, this is Luke chapter nineteen, uh, verses forty five uh, through. Um, yeah, we'll just say yeah. End of end of, but yeah, through through twenty verse eight, it says Jesus entered the temple, and forcibly threw out all the merchants from their st- merchants from their stalls. He rebuked them, saying, "The scriptures declare, My Father's house is to be filled with prayer, 
a house of prayer, not a cave of bandits. From then on, Jesus continued teaching in the temple area, but all the while the high priests, the, expert of the, the experts of the law, and the prominent men of the, of the city kept trying to find a way to accuse Jesus, for they wanted him dead. They could find no reason to accuse him, for he was a hero to the people, and the crowds were awestruck by every word he spoke. One day, uh, Jesus was teaching in the temple courts and sharing with the people and uh, the wonderful news of salvation. The high priest and the experts of the law were there with the prominent men of the city. They confronted Jesus and asked him, We want to know right now, by what authority you are doing this? Who gave you the authority to teach these things here in the temple? Jesus responded, well, First let me ask you a question, and you tell me right now. Did John baptize because of a mandate from heaven or merely from men? His interrogators pulled aside, uh, pulled aside to discuss this among themselves. But what should we say? If they say that John, if they say that John's mandate was from heaven, if we say that John's mandate was from heaven, he he will ask us then, why didn't you believe him and get baptized? But if we say John's mandate was merely from men, then all the people around him will stone us, for they believe John was a prophet of God. So they answered Jesus, "We cannot tell you where John's authority came from." Jesus said, then neither will I tell you where my authority comes from to do what I do. I mean, so there's, I mean, several different things in here, but the main thing I, I wanted to, to pinpoint is when Jesus talk, when Jesus goes in and clear, you know, clear, you know, cleanses, clears the temple, um, the response, um, the, you know, Jesus's response, you know, the reasoning why Jesus did this, you know, in scripture, it talks about how, you know, prophetically to, you know, speaking of the Messiah in the years to come, that zeal for the house of God will consume him. Uh, so Jesus basically pinpointing that Jesus is a, is a sort of zealot uh, for the temple, for God's presence. So if you know, if you remember that the temple itself was supposed to, it was this building that housed the special presence of God among his people in Jerusalem. And, uh, and, and like I talked about on Sunday, that Jerusalem was where you know, God's presence, the tabernacle and the temple was the special place on earth where God would come and he would fellowship with his people. So Israelites would come from all over the region and come to Jerusalem three times a year and they would have a, a week long festival, you know, to make, you know, to, you know a week long, you know, to make that long journey um, worth it. <laughs> and, but also it was this. Um, the, the reality was that they would come to the temple to dine with God. They would come, and that's why it was a feast. They would come and they would feast in the city of Jerusalem because they believed that that's where God's presence was, and they would come and feast in God's presence. And I'm going to talk more about this on Sunday um, as we talk about graves to gardens, so I'm excited to get into that uh, as well. So um, you want to be there on Sunday for Easter. But um, the main thing I, I really want to focus in on uh, with this, with, the, with our time, just as an encouragement today, is, is that is the words that Jesus said, that uh, my house, my father's house is to be filled with prayer, a house of prayer, not a cave of bandits. Um, you know, specifically, um, my father, Jesus taught us to pray those words, our father. He associated the presence of God in, in as you know, Yahweh, the one who who is the the presence in the holy of holies, he called us as his disciples, as fellow believers in Jesus Christ and and the salvation and filled with this Holy Spirit, that we are we also have access to the Father. We have access, direct access to Yahweh Himself. 
through the, the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit and, and crying out, Our Father. You have a Father. A Heavenly Father. Yahweh, the Creator God who created everything that is, that is in existence. And you are encouraged to cry out to Him because He's good. I always love, I always go back to, of course, Narnia, you know, when, when they talk about, you know, Aslan, you know, you know oh, is he safe? Is he, is he, he's a lion. I'm, I'm be really nervous to meet a lion. You know, is he safe? And the beavers were like, no, of, of course he's not safe. Who said anything about safe? He isn't safe, but he's good. You know, imagine walking up to a lion. Would you feel safe? No. You know, but ima- imagine that line is 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 Aslan, and you know, he's talking to you, and, and he's with you. He's powerful, man. He's powerful. He created this world and everything in it. He is the is the very word of authority that you know. Like he says, Jesus, the word of Jesus holds all things together by the word of his power. You know, Jesus holds all things together by the word of his power. He is powerful. He is not tame. He is not under our, under our control. But he, is, and he, but he is good. Why? Because he loves you. You are his child. We are fellow heirs with Jesus Christ. That is your power. That is your authority. That is your identity in him. And the second thing I want to talk about is, you know, we are the temple. Yeah, he says, you know, as, as he says, do you not know that your body, the, the body of Christ, not just necessarily specifically only your physical flesh body, but saying your body, whenever he uses this body imagery, it's typically used for the church. You know, we are living stones being built up. You know, you are a living stone. I'm a living stone. We're all, we in the church are living stones being built up into a holy temple. A dwelling place for the presence of God, for the presence of the Father, and so when He says, "My house," you know, my you know, my house, you know, the fa- my Father's house, we, the church, are the Father's house. We are the temple. Zeal for the house of God will consume Jesus. Jesus has zeal, passion desire yearning and this this strength this passionate strength for the church because the church is the father's house now on earth because remember after the holy spirit left you know, after god's shekinah glory after his dwelling presence left the first temple in you know 6th century AD, uh, bc it never returned they built the second temple but God's presence never entered into the the second temple until Jesus walked into the gates. And so, and that's what the symbolatry, the symbolism of the veil being torn when Jesus was crucified, which we'll talk about later, later in this week during the crucifixion. The veil was torn and it wasn't because he wanted to, to allow people access to him necessarily only. I believe it was more that he was unleashing God's Holy Spirit. It was unleashing God's power. I mean, it talks about all over the place in Scripture, where you know the rivers of wa- the rivers of life, the rivers of water will flow out of the temple when when the when the veil is torn. When God, when God releases Himself, it will be poured out of the temple, not necessarily that to let everyone in because the world can't fit into the temple. He must must fill the earth with His presence. 
and the you know, I, I love uh, you know my friend Cody preached this this great sermon uh, about you know the first two people as soon as the veil was torn the the first two people that it talks about are the centurion and the women people came you know faith in God came to this the the Gentile centurion and the women by the at, around at Jesus at the cross. Um, and it was them who, who got to see Jesus first when he was risen. Got, Mary got to see Jesus. And so we see this absolute transformation. It, the, you know, this, you know, the veil is torn and the spirit is poured out. As he, as he promised in Joel 2, my, I will pour my spirit up, out upon all flesh. And the testimony of Jesus being the Messiah is first testified by a Gentile and a woman. And so this full inclusion of everyone in the world every single person all you know, outside of Jewish men at that time this was the hope of the cross this was the hope of what Jesus was doing and that's why and so basically the pouring out of his, his spirit was to create a temple out there a temp, you know, to create God's temple in the world wherever God's people gather that is the temple wherever you are you are a little 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 uh, a little ark of the covenant uh, being you know because God's holy presence God's dwelling spirit resides in each of each of us as believers when you come to faith in Jesus you are possessed by his holy spirit you are given the holy spirit is poured out upon you and so when we gather in the in the church we are living stones being built up into a holy temple now now again again here we are the father's house we become the father's house and what is Jesus's passion for it what is he what is he commanding and demanding that he you know, of God's people in this building he is saying that my house is to be filled with prayer a house of prayer so the church today local churches local manifestations you know home churches and, and small groups we whenever whenever we gather we are to be a house of prayer and so what does it look like for you as you gather in different different places in different spheres um, in different uh, different settings you know like we're, we're starting this home church um, setting here at shift church and uh, we, we have our at group ministry our breakout discipleship groups and uh, we have you know these one-on-one -on -one relationships uh, we have meeting in coffee shops. We have meeting on a Sunday morning together. When, when we meet at 8.30, we have this, this pre-service prayer time. Um, if we can get enough people there, if you can come, please come and, and pray. Um, and so I want that to be an encouragement that wherever we are is to be a house of prayer. We are, we are a house of prayer. We are, what brings us together is to come together in the presence of God and and that's a, that's such a huge encouragement because we can come together and pray together not just you know dear Lord you know, is enter into the presence enter into God's presence because you know, he says invites us you know, enter into the throne room of grace with confidence we can do that together on every, every time we get together like tonight we're gonna be, I'm gonna be meeting with uh, with the men's group with with the men's act group right 
And, uh, and so just encourage you, you know, every time you come together, see it as a great opportunity to say, you know, someone in the group, maybe it's you watching this here. You know, when you come together with your bloom group, when you come together with your men's group, when you come together in a Bible study, when you come together with a music writing group, wherever you are, when you gather with, with brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, focus on prayer come together and and enter into god's presence say let's let's enter into god's presence right now let's see what he has for us and make every time you gather together a chance to bless one another and to come before his his presence come into his his thrones his throne room with confidence and you know to receive mercy in a time of need i just encourage you with that um and so you know that that's the question about the temple uh, second thing today is, you know, I want to just brush, brush over this a little, little briefly, um, is that Jesus is teaching in the temple. Uh, and you can, in, you can, we can read this in Luke chapter 20, verses 1 through 40. I'll let you read that. Um, or if you want to, you can also go, let me go and find the one from the CBSB here. Uh, you can also look in uh, Matthew chapter 21, verses 23 through 46. Uh, and so you have this uh, this time where the Pharisees and, and the religious ruler, religious leaders, the scribes and the Pharisees, are coming to Jesus and they're asking him all these different difficult questions. You know these these very logistical questions. You know if you know, you know are we supposed to pay taxes to Caesar? You know, you know this, to this you know oppressive regime. You know are we supposed to be doing this or that? You know what about the resurrection? Jesus being asked by people who didn't believe in the resurrection, trying to ask him difficult question after difficult question after difficult question. So, you know, in order to trip him up and, uh, you know, because they wanted to basically just see, you know, point out to everyone else, see, see, this man is a fraud. This man is, but they couldn't because he wasn't a fraud. He was Jesus. He was the Messiah. He was, he is God. You know, God cannot be tripped up. And that's, I think, an encouragement to us. God cannot be tripped up. God can handle your questions. God can handle your grief. God can handle your loneliness. God can handle your your difficult questions, especially you know, the big ones like have been asked for centuries. You know, like why does God, you know, why, why would a good God allow bad things to happen to good people? God can handle that question. God, hand, God can handle hard, difficult questions. Now, it might take us, you know, people, you know, brothers and sisters in the church some time to figure it out with you and wrestle with it, with, wrestle with you through it. But again, going back to that other one, the, to the house of God is to be a house of prayer, a house where we engage God together, seeking answers, seeking, seeking presence from one another, seeking encouragement. Because oftentimes what happens in the church is that we don't necessarily get answers to our questions, but we get comfort. Because oftentimes behind the difficult questions are objections that are tied to our heart. We, we, we don't trust God. We don't trust God is good. We don't trust that God is powerful. We don't understand a certain area of God. And so we, ask, we try to ask difficult questions. And really the answer that we're looking for isn't the answer that, that we need. You know, and God answers dif- the difficult questions usually by bringing us together in the church, by bringing us together in, in a setting of encouragement, a setting where we don't feel alone, a setting where we don't feel the pain that was stirring, stirring those questions because he, he gives comfort to the difficult times. He gives comfort to the times of suffering and loneliness because of the church, because of the presence of, of loving, you know, a loving community of the one another. And that's why the rest of the New Testament is all about one another. 
That's all about being together and, and you know, for the sake of comfort, for the sake of have, having someone to bear our burdens with us, of having the, the, you know, this time where we can voice these questions and, and have a safe setting to wrestle. You know, and that's where the church should be. And so that's really what we, where we want these home, home gatherings, these home groups uh, to be, to have the root is to say, this is a setting to ask your hard questions to wrestle with God, to wrestle with him with one another. And so we can find encouragement, so that we can find comfort in time of need to come before the presence of God together. Um, and that's exactly what he did. And whenever it comes to having a, an answer for, for a difficult situation, whenever it comes to having an answer for, um, for, for a questioning, you know, when it comes to, are we going to go to jail or not? <laughs> whatever it is, you know, that's one of the things that's so encouraging that Jesus already said that he says, you know, but you be on your guard. They will hand you over to local courts and you will be flogged in the synagogues. You will stand before governments and kings because of me as a witness to them. And it is and it is necessary that the gospel be preached to all nations. So when they arrest you and hand you over, don't be don't be don't worry beforehand what you were to say, but say whatever is given to you at that time. For it is it isn't you speaking, but the Holy Spirit Brother will portray brother to death, and the fa- and a father his child. Children will raise ri- rise up against parents and have them put to death. He will be hated by every you will be hated by everyone because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. So, take heart that even in the midst of even oppression and, and persecution, that we'll have answers. We'll, we will have we will have words to be given. Just like Jesus was able to. Uh, to answer these difficult questions, you'll have you'll have answer you know you'll be able to give be given answers to these difficult questions. Again, you, engaging with the heart of God. Again, engaging and walking by His Spirit, so that the Holy Spirit will give you the answers. Um, engaging with His Word, engaging with God's Spirit, engaging with the Word of God, so that you can have the answers. Because answers come from reading. Answers come from hearing. Um, and but and answers come from questions. Questions are okay. Questioning God is okay. Because when you question and wrestle with God, he gives you answers. Um, when you wrestle with God, you work up, you work your, you, you work yourself out. You, you build up yourself by, by practicing, by wrestling, um, by practicing and, and working out your faith. Um, you know, your faith oftentimes, like I described, can, can be looked at as a muscle to be, to be stretched, to, to be broken down and built up again. Uh, to be wrestled with, to, to engage with, to gain strength um, and confidence in times of struggle, in times of need. Um, and so, and when we build that up ourselves, we're able to work that out on others. We're able to come around our weaker brother and sister in their, in their faith and encourage them and build up their faith, build up their hope, build up their peace, so that each, each one of us, each other, can live in the hope and the peace of joy uh, and joy of Christ uh, and of our faith. And so I want to encourage you with those words that we a need to be in the word, that we need to uh, pray when we come together. Um, and no, overall, we need to come together. So if I would, if nothing else, I would inspire you and encourage you to come together. Don't let the you know, fear of COVID, don't let fear of gathering, you know, keep you from gathering. 
Come together, gather, be with God's people, be with your brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, especially if you're struggling, especially if you feel isolated, especially if you don't feel good enough, if especially if you feel lonely and, and isolated and and shut off from the rest of, of, of the church and the world, especially if you feel are feeling depressed and if you're feeling low, you're feeling angry, frustrated, um, you know, if you're feeling left out, if you're feeling um just the, the this feel of desperation and need come together with the church. Come together with an with an act group. I know our men's group is meeting tonight at seven o'clock at Cosmic Pizza. Our our women's group is you know women's act group is going to be uh, meeting at Cafe M on Saturday at uh, you know, Cafe M nine thirty at Cafe M this coming Saturday morning. Um, next next Tuesday night at six o'clock we're going to have a house church gathering. And so if you want to come and gather with us next, next, uh, next Tuesday night at six o'clock, um, you know, shoot us an email on the website. We can, we can show you, tell you where, where to go. Um, it's going to be at, at, at a couple at our house and a couple's house in our church. Um, and then of course, you know, please come, come on, on Easter Sunday, come this coming Sunday and worship with us, come and celebrate with us the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, um, also just as a, as a note, um, I wanted to give you an encouragement that I, I'm going to be doing these things every morning. I'll, I'll try to have them posted by 10 AM, um, so that you can, you can participate daily the rest of this week. Uh, I'm going to try to do another post. And so, uh, this one's getting on there a little bit later. I know this is going to be on uh, on Tuesday afternoon, and so I uh, hope that you guys will will get this and and uh, and be encouraged by it and come back and join us tomorrow morning. So, love you guys. We'll see you then. <laughs>